So we're starting a new series today. Weebles wobble. Some of you might be thinking, what the heck is going on? Some might know. Anybody know what a weeble is? One person, two, three people. There's a few people. There's a few people. This is something that was relatively new to me as of late. Um, a weeble. We had one at the front. I don't know where it's gone. I was going to show you a big weeble. But a weeble was this kind of 1970s toy. This is pre-my time. I never owned one. So there you go. But a weeble was this little figurine. You know what? Rather than talk about it, let me just show you a little commercial. That little figurine, that egg-like figurine, is a weeble. And the reason we are entitling our... I am entitling our series. Some of you might be like, what is going on? The reason I'm going with Weebles Wobble is because of their slogan. Weebles Wobble, but... They don't fall down. You just heard it one more time. Weebles Wobble, but... They don't fall down. Cheesy as heck, isn't it? I know. But if you know me at all, you know I like a bit of cheese. But the truth is, as much as it's a little toy, there's something in that. Now, we've just come off of doing our Living Sacrifice series, which is literally looking at our verse for the year and looking at what God is asking of us. To give our everything in worship to Him. To be transformed and renewed of our minds. To give everything we have. To let go of our own lives for our, our own preference of our lives, for whatever He has for our lives. And that can be scary. That can be difficult. That will be difficult. And then last week, my buddy Joe was here. And he very poignantly spoke about following Jesus everywhere. Whatever your context, following him. Following what he calls you to do. And that is going to be difficult. And the thing is, if you're human, which I hope you are. As you journey life, as you pray through what God is asking of you, as you give your life to Him, as you follow Jesus everywhere, you're going to wobble. You're going to, because that's life. You're going to be standing there firm, thinking, I've got this. I've decided today is the day I will stand for Jesus and nothing will deter me. And just that day, you're going to be hit by something that you weren't expecting. Now, you can probably think back to situations in your life and that's already happened to you. And I can promise you it's happened to me and it'll happen again. But like weebles, we can wobble. But if we're standing in God, if we have courage to stand with God, we won't fall down. And so our series over the next few weeks, we're going to be looking at that of courage, of having courage to stand where God has put us. To stand firm, to stand out, to stand knowing we may wobble, but we won't fall down. 
So if you don't like cheese, I apologize. There's going to be plenty of it over the next few weeks. And I'm going to compare us to Weebles. I'm going to remind us to be like Weebles. And if you don't like that, I'm really sorry. But I believe that we're called to be like Weebles. To not fall down. And the way we don't fall down isn't in my own strength. (laughs) Isn't asking for a better design. The The only way that we can stand and not fall down is in God's strength. And what he's asking us to do. And so we're going to look over the next few weeks at different accounts in the Bible. Where God specifically tells his people to be courageous. To stand up. To stand strong. To stand firm. And we're going to do that through different scriptures throughout. Because I don't believe that this is something new just for us. Well, he might be giving us Romans 12, 1 through 2 for us this year. That urging of us to view, in view of God's mercy, to offer our bodies as a living sacrifice. Holy and pleasing to God. As he's asking that of us. As he's asking us to not conform To the patterns of this world. But to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. That's going to be hard. And to be able to to even want to do that. We require courage. And to do that we need to step into what God's got for us. And so today we need to realize we have to have courage to stand firm. Those weebles they might wobble. But they don't fall. Because they're stood firm. So today we're going to start our journey in courage as weebles. Looking at Philippians 1, 27 through 30. It's on page 1,179 of the church Bibles. Uh, you maybe want to turn on your Bible or flip to your own personal one if you'd like. If you want to read along. But before I go any farther, I'm just going to pray. Because I know the idea of a weeble is a bit strange to many of us, if not all of us. And don't get me wrong, I'm there as well. But I very much firmly believe God spoke to me through a weeble and he wants me to speak using them. So here we go. So I'm going to just pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much that we get to unpack scripture. And Lord, I pray that we would be able to use the illustration that you've given God to not get lost in. But Lord, that it would point to you. That we would see what you're asking of us, what you're calling us to, the way you're equipping us. And forming us and building us. And Lord, as we come to your word, we pray that you would speak to us through it. And God, I pray that the words that you've given me would be of you, God. Lord, I pray that anything that is not of you would not leave my mouth. But if it does, it would not reach our ears. Because again, Lord, we want to hear from you. And by your spirit, transform us more into the likeness of your son, Jesus. In his precious name we pray. Amen. So Philippians 1, 27 through 30. Just some context. Philippians is written by Paul at a time where he is in jail. (laughs) He's not having a great time on the beach. He's not sipping on a favorite drink. Stunning himself when he says what he's about to say. He's suffering. He's trapped. 
He's in jail. Now, I don't know if any of you have ever been to jail or even visited anybody in jail. I was very blessed that I had the opportunity as a 17-year-old in the United States to do a police ride-along and a jail work-along as a part of a, a youth leadership program in the city. And I'll tell you what, it was one of the most terrifying things I've ever done in my life, yet one of the most amazing at the same time. Both the police ride-along and the jail work-along. And the, the one that was a jail wasn't even like a full-on maximum security prison. It was just like a jail. You know, just a few months, maybe a year. And the stories I got to hear from those who worked in the jail, those who were in jail, it's not pleasant. Some stories I haven't even dared repeat to anybody else because they were that intense and difficult to process. But when we read scripture and we know that he's in prison, we go, oh, he was in prison, but he was in it for Jesus, it's okay. He was fine. He was doing it for Jesus. Amen to that. But it was rough. It's prison. It's not easy. So when he writes Philippians in verse 27 through 30, he says this. He's to, to the church in Philippi, he says, Whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. I mean, we could just stop there for a second. There's a, a, a simple message of, hey, are we living, are we conducting ourselves worthy of the good news of Jesus? Are we living life worthy of all that he's done for us? Then, he keeps on going, then, whether I come and see you or only hear about you in my absence, I will know that you stand firm in one spirit. Contending as one man for the faith of the gospel, without being frightened in any way by those who oppose you. This is a sign to them that they will be destroyed, but that you will be saved. And that by God. For it has been granted to you on behalf of Christ, not only to believe on them, but also to suffer for him. Since you're going through the same struggle you saw I had. And now here that I still have. That's heavy. It's difficult. But the first thing I feel that we see from this passage is that we need to have courage to stand firm, ready for the fight. Now, who here is a fighter? Most of us kind of go, I'm a lover, not a fighter, Adrian. I'm a pacifist. So am I. And if you meet most of my friends, they'll tell you I'm a lover, not a fighter. Most of my friends. No, (laughs) that's a joke. I was about to point out Nick and say he might say opposite, but... But the truth is that most of us are peaceful. Loving, kind, calm. And that's what we're called to be. But hold on a second, but we have to be ready to, what are we talking about? We have to stand firm, firm against what? What fight are we up against, Adrian? The thing is that we see, and we're going to read some scripture in a bit, that while we may be standing firm in the physical, we're also up in a battle in the spiritual. 
When you give your life to Jesus and you, you give everything for him, it's glorious, it's amazing. There's forgiveness, there's redemption, there's this amazing wow of what is yet to come. But there's also a sign on the dotted line of saying, yeah, I'm going to go for Jesus. I'm going to go for Jesus wherever he calls, and that's going to be rough. I'm going to get knocked side by side, and there's going to be some battles, some fights I've got to gear myself up for. And in this small, tiny verse, Paul says, hey, I want to see you standing firm in the spirit. Contending as one for the faith of the gospel without being frightened. Hey, don't be scared. Now, I'm not going to lie. I don't know if you've ever been in a physical altercation, if you've ever been in that situation. Uh, when I was 19, I was a bouncer at a club, a uh, security guard at a club in the States. And I fell on that job simply because I needed money and I was big. And someone said to me, you're big, you can do the job. And I went, okay. <laughs> I've never done it. It's fine, don't worry. I'm, do I need training? No, just stand there, look mean. I was like, but I can't, that's not me. And one particular evening... It had become, it had been transformed into a country club, which in itself was a laughing matter for me because at the time I never listened to country. But I was there dressed in all black as we were meant to be and there's a whole bunch of cowboys literally wearing their hats and yee-haw, son. And we're at a club and a lot of people are drinking and I'm supposed to be keeping everybody safe. And this one guy who's probably half my size starts kicking off. I do my job. Excuse me, sir, could you just calm yourself down, please? Ah, and he pushes me against... And then he pulls out a blade. He pulls out a knife. Now, how he got into the club with a knife is a whole other question. I had those questions for my colleagues at that time. But he pulls out a knife. I don't know if you've ever had that situation. But I'm not a fighter. I've not received any training of how to handle a guy with a knife. So I'm sitting there going, oh, Lord, please. I'm like, whoa, calm down. Now, fortunately, I had a radio. So I kind of went, hey, I need some help. And I'm just talking to the guy really calmly. But I am scared. I am genuinely frightened. I don't care how big I am. I'm scared. Now to kill the suspense, one of my colleagues came from behind, tackled him, dropped the knife. It was all fine. He got arrested. I got to breathe. And I handed him my notice shortly after that. Don't you worry. I was not built or made for that life. But in that small moment, and that was before I was really a Christian, and then coming to become a Christian and understanding and being told, hey, don't be frightened, you're going to fight, you're going to have fights. I'm like, the, the few things in my life that I can relate to is, is that's one of them. Where genuinely, I felt threatened. Genuinely, my life was at risk. Now, many would say I was like five feet away, it was a knife, not a gun, maybe a flesh wound. But in that moment, I was fearful. But then when I read scripture and hey, realizing that we're Gearing up for a fight that is greater than us. Gearing up for a fight that we have to stand firm in. In the spirit, as one in the spirit. And we're told not to be frightened. And the amount of times that we read in scripture, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Well, hold on a second. You pulled the knife off. We're all afraid. And in the spiritual, it can be even worse. Because the spiritual is unseen. 
Some of us are thinking, now hold on a second. What? And then in that same passage, we read that if we're going to be standing firm, we're going to suffer for Christ. Well, hold on a second. I'm quite happy with the, with the releasing. I'm quite happy with the good stuff that comes with Jesus. But suffering for Christ? I don't want to do that. I don't want to do the suffering. I'm quite happy with a nice, happy lifestyle. But Paul says, For it has been granted to you on behalf of Christ, not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for him. Now, some of us don't like that idea. Some of us already are there. Some of us are suffering or have suffered. And it's a difficult one. And you start going, well, hold on, Paul. What, what are you trying to say here? If I give my life, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to have to be suffering the whole time. I'm going to have to fight. I'm going to have to get myself ready. I have to stand firm. But, but what happens when I get knocked? Hey, you wobble. But in Christ, you stand strong. Paul is using himself as an example. Hey, the suffering that I'm having, you're also going to have. Hey, you'll see me suffering, but it's all good because I'm doing it for him. My strength is in him. He kind of says, oh, hold on a second. How do I protect myself? How do I shield myself? How do I get ready for this fight that I'm in? And Paul also writes about that. He writes about it to the Ephesians. If, you wanna, if you're in the church Bible, just flip a few, back a few pages. Ephesians 6, 10 through 19. It's on 1,177. He says this. To the Ephesians, a different church. But Paul's messages were often... Very specific to the church, but also had a lot that we can all learn from. And he says, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. So you can stand firm. How are you going to stand firm? You're going to put on the armor of God. For your struggle, Paul says, is not against flesh and blood. It's not against that guy with a knife. But it's against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. I'm just going to stop there for a second. Do we live our lives following Jesus, fighting that battle, standing firm, knowing that what we're fighting is spiritual? Don't get me wrong, the spiritual manifests in the physical often, yes, but... It's a truth and a reality. And if we believe scripture to be the word of God, if we believe it to be true, if we believe it to be infallible, if we believe it to, then we have to take these words seriously. Therefore, he says, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground so that you can stand firm. And after you have done everything to stand Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. 
Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is uh, this, uh, sorry, excuse me, and uh, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. So as to be able to stand firm, we must equip ourselves. Praise God, I don't have to do it by myself in my own strength. Because I would fall flat on my face. Praise God that while I'm stood there and someone's pulled out a spiritual knife on me, I can say, Lord, I need some support. I can call on God. We're called to equip ourselves with a whole bunch of things. It's an amazing list. Righteousness, faith. With the word of God. Have you been equipping yourself? Now, I don't know how many shows you may watch where people have shields and armor on. But they always have these different kinds of formations when they work together. You can look at the history, you can look at the Romans, or you can look at the all sorts of different... They all had different formations of how they would attack, how they would defend. The Vikings had different ways of doing it. They all had something where they used their shields together. But they were ready for attack. They were ready for those moments when somebody came and they would know what to do and how to do it. But they were never just defending themselves. There was always a plan afoot that somebody or some way they would break out, they would go and attack as well. I think oftentimes when we start talking about standing firm, we forget that sometimes standing firm in Christ also means that we've got to move forward for Christ. That He is with us every step of the way. But we need to move forward. Now He might just tell you, hey, hang out where you are, that's fine. Okay. Defend yourself and your place. Okay. Maybe that's where you're called to be. But when you do it, you do it with God with you. His full armor on you. And we're called to stand firm against the spiritual forces of evil. That's scary. I know that. I get that. And that's something that if we are honest with ourselves, we don't want to talk about. We'd rather not engage with. We'd rather talk about the easy stuff of faith. But the truth is, we're called to be courageous, to stand firm in that. And so I know for a fact that as we start stepping out into what God has for us, as you start praying Romans uh, 12 verses 1 through 2 for yourself, as we as a church start figuring out what it means to be a living sacrifice, that we would give ourselves holy, as you do that, you're going to come under attack. As you step into what God has, you're going to come under attack. A few weeks ago, I shared with you that I went to naturally, not naturally supernatural, wrong conference, Fresh Dreams conference. I went to Fresh Dreams for three days. And it was a glorious time. God did some awesome stuff with me, some amazing things with everybody there. And it was real gentle, nothing dramatic in my life. But I met with him and he encouraged me. It was great. And that Saturday that was coming was the big cafe launch. 
And Friday was going to be some training for some of the team doing that. There was a lot of stuff going on. I came back on Thursday, supposedly having to go to university to do my master's as I do every Thursday. I woke up Thursday morning absolutely feeling like death warmed up. There was no better way to describe it. But it felt different. And so I woke up and I said, I can't go to uni. I just can't do it. I just can't do it. Amanda and the girls left the house. I was at home all day by myself feeling rubbish. And Amanda, before she left, she said, are you sure it's not a spiritual attack? And then she left. And then I started praying. And the thing is, my brain said, well, everybody's had the lurgy around me. My kids have had it for weeks. Others have had it for weeks. It's only natural. It's my turn. That's what I thought to myself. Is it spiritual attack? So I started praying. I started praying and declaring in Jesus' name by the power of the Holy Spirit that lives in me that he's poured out for me that in faith, if this was of the enemy, it would be gone. And in faith, I pulled out that shield and I put on my arm and I stepped out and I woke up Friday morning feeling fine. It wasn't the flu. It wasn't the allergy that everybody else had had because if it was, I wouldn't have been fine. I woke up Friday morning, fine. You see, as I was stepping into what God was doing in my life through fresh dreams, as I'm being obedient to what we're doing as a church through the cafe and so on, the enemy wasn't happy about that, so he's going to take his jabs. He's going to do it. And he's not just going to do it to me, he's going to do it to you as well. And I could have on that Thursday fallen over. But because God has equipped us because he's given us everything that we need because he's with us. I didn't fall over. I wobbled. Oh man, did I wobble. It was a bad day. (laughs) I wobbled that day. But I didn't fall down. I didn't fall down. Because when we stand with God, when we accept him, when we live the life that he's called us to live, we will get attacked and we will wobble, but we will not fall down. When we have the courage to stand in what he's got for us. So we have to remember that we're not alone in this battle, but we must have courage to stand firm. And this is an intro into the series that we're going to be doing, looking at those in the Bible who were... Absolutely not equipped, not ready, worried, scared, fearful of what was to come. And God says, be strong. Be courageous. Stand your ground. Stand out. I am with you. And I genuinely believe that God is asking us to be pushing into him so that we could stand strong and stand out. Originally, my plan, the Adrian plan for this series was going to be a walk through Luke. We were going to finish the uh, verse of the year, and we're going to unpack Luke up until Easter. That was the Adrian plan. And hopefully God will be gracious enough that we'll tackle some of Luke before Easter. But as we're working through what he's asking of us through Romans, as we're working through what he's calling us to, God said to me, we need to be prepared to be strong and courageous. We need to be prepared to wobble but not fall. We need to be prepared for what is coming. That day that I was ill, someone brought to my attention that we've had a lot of people out with eye issues. There have been a lot of eye surgeries, a lot of vision impairment happened over the last year. Had a lot of people knocked out with legs, knees, 
had a lot of people who've been suffering certain things, and you kind of start going, well, hold on a second. You can't even just say, oh, it's, it's an age thing because it's all of the same generation. No, no, no. Across the generations, we're seeing people struggle with it. And you start saying, well, maybe, maybe that's attack. I wonder how much the enemy is pushing, trying to stop us from seeing things, trying to stop us moving to do the things he's called us to. I wonder how much we need to be praying individually and as a church. Yes, for protection, but also for us to be putting that armor on. Saying, Lord, equip me. Put on the helmet, put on the belt. Let's grab the shield, let's put on the breastplate and let's go. And when someone throws something at me, I'm ready to stand my ground. Might shake me a little bit, might wobble, but we will not fall down. And so maybe this morning you need to hear, and when this I come into land, maybe this morning you need to hear that God is with you through whatever you're going through right now. Whatever it is, I don't know it. Unless you've shared it with me, I don't know. But you know what God does know? He knows everything. He knows everything about every emotion, every thought, every concern, everything that's gone through your head, everything that you physically experienced, emotionally experienced, spiritually experienced, everything even those things that he told nobody, God knows. And he's with you. He's poured out his spirit for you, to guide you, to encourage you, but to change you, to equip you, to prepare you. And so maybe you are in that place of absolute battle and you don't feel like you're standing firm. In fact, you probably feel like you've been knocked over. Can I just encourage you to tell you that if God's with you, you've not fallen down. You might be at that angle where it feels it, like that weevil's all the way down, oh, 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 but you're gonna come right back up because God is with you. And if God's with you, you can't fall down. God is with you. There's nothing that can be thrown your way that you can't travel through. You might need to protect yourself and shield yourself. You might need to grab those around you and say, hey, can we pray together? Can you pray for me? Can we journey this together? I can guarantee you'll make it through. Because that's the God that we love. That's the God that we worship. That's the God who has presented himself to us, walked into our lives and said, hey, follow me. Yes, there's all the amazing stuff, but we're going to suffer. We're going to have a rough ride. And that is, wow, fearful. But God also says, don't be afraid. I'm with you. Don't be discouraged. We've got this. Let's move together. So as we journey life, as we look to live for God, as we look to live out Romans 12, even as we put on all of our armor, we still need to have courage to stand. Remembering that weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. Let's not fall down. He's with us. Let's pray.